Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another episode of the Yoko Masaki Show. I know it's been a while. I haven't done a video, I think, about two, uh, another uh, podcast in about two or three weeks. I apologize for that. I'm still getting things prepped up with that. And then the schedule for me and my co-host, Mark, getting things happening. But um, I decided that, you know, I decided that um, while Mark will be still my co-host, there will be moments that... I will have the show solo because, after all, this is my verbatim of trying to get the show off the ground for me to be uh, somewhat of a um, visual uh, or, I mean, something of a um, uh, uh, soliloquy of a piece, I mean, if I, if I believe the term is used correctly. Um, a piece, a soapbox. That's the term I'm looking for. See, it's hard for me to come up with the right term about that part in the autism. Um, before I start this video, I want to thank everybody out there who's been giving a lot of love for the last first two episodes of the series. Again, I will have a frequent schedule for this series. Like I said, most often this show will be at least uh, airing uh, at least once a week. This will be pre-recorded, though. For the moment right now, um, this show is going to be more of a pre-recorded series. Um, hopefully, once I have a legit and official setup, I will have uh, officially a time and scheduling for a live streaming of the recording broadcasting. So as of right now, again, this is going to be more pre-recording episodes uh, from, throughout the series, so... Be patient, ladies and gentlemen. Everything will be set up in due time. Um, and of course, hopefully another episode I will be having with Mark, as always, once I have the proper setup. Um, so again, I apologize for people out there who is expecting another episode during that whole time. I also need to figure out about keeping everything in a good time space, if anything, for the recording. But today... Uh, today, I believe, is the 31st of March, uh, Friday, that is, uh, 2017, and today is, uh, a, a, it's, I wouldn't really call it a momentous day, but it's more of a, uh, ex, uh, somewhat of a, um, a day that is of remembrance, but not of, like, listery, but more of... A landmark, but not a landmark of a day, but somewhat of a day that makes up court and sense of it when it comes to the entertainment world. Um, a lot of you people out there know I have been, uh, when I started doing YouTube, when I started started doing my YouTube uh, channel stuff back in 2014, 2013, I believe it was, uh, the second episode, I believe, of, the ser of my video series that I had done... Uh, had dealt with um, the announcement of the Ghost in the Shell movie, uh, the American Hollywood Ghost in the Shell movie, uh, which was casted as Scarlett Johansson as the major. Um, a lot of people out there know I was supposed to be doing frequent updates of the show, but due to a lot of burnouts and personal situations that was affecting me from being able to keep up to date with the story on that, I wasn't able to keep up to date in the story of everything that went on with the production and filming and creation of the, of the movie. But before I start on that situation when it comes to the movie, because I have seen the movie. By the time you see this up video, this podcast, I've already seen the movie. Um, 
First off, I want to reiterate something. I my first introduction into the Ghost in the Shell world was early 1998-97. I was I believe I was uh, it was 1997-98. I was returning from California. Um, I was living in California. I believe the San Francisco area. And I had just known about anime just for a brief while. Um my um and I returned from California and I was living in Chicago with my brother and my aunt, uh Daisy Brown, rest in peace, Governor Daisy. Uh she let us stay with her for the summer. And Sci Fi Channel was airing anime. Um a lot of it. And one of the commercials that I had seen uh, was a commercial for Ghost of the Shell. It was my first introduction of knowing about Ghost of the Shell. Uh, Ghost of the Shell, Akira, uh, Iria, the animation, which is based on the Japanese sci-fi movie uh, Zerum, and uh, Eight Man After, all classics animes. Some of them you should see, some of them you don't have to. It's up to you. But this was these anime that introduced me to the world of anime. Before Dragon Ball Z, before Mobile Suit Gundam, before even Tenchi Muyo, one of my favorite animes of all time. Uh, Ghost of the Shell was one of those few that stood out for me. Um, later on down the line, I think it was 2005, 2006, I was able to acquire a copy of the DVD of Manga Entertainment's release of the movie. Um, I watched the entire thing through, and I loved the philosophy of it and everything behind it. And then I found out later on down the line, I think it was around that same year, I had heard the announcement that Production IG and uh, uh, and you know, Bandai at the time was producing the standalone complex, which is the series that took place before the film. Uh, and that would deep more into Section 9 and the Major. Um, I got interested into it. And the weird part was is the other introduction of Ghost in the Shell, at the same time I didn't realize it was the same thing, was um, the PlayStation Magazine's cover of the PS game. The first PS1 game, not the standalone complex game for the PS2, which I also bought myself, but the first game where you basically play the Tachikomas. Um, that was my intro other introduction to the anime. Um which followed more to Shinro's art detail in very much detail. It followed more to his looks of the artwork in that game. Um, whereas in the movie and the anime series would take a different tone in the look of it. Um, within the years, I've played the PS2 game. I've played the first assault, first person shooter. I've owned the music. I've played, uh, I've watched every anime uh, film and episode I own the movie, uh, the first movie. I own a digital copy of the second movie. I've seen the third film in theaters on IMAX. I've watched the Arise prequel series. I own uh, the, the series as well. Um, and I've read the, books as, uh, the, the book as well. So I guess you could say in some cases I am a true fan of Ghost in the Shell. I love the stuff that you did. And for those out there who know in my music world a bit, they, people know I actually did a musical project that was scrapped based on Ghost in the Shell with music from Yoko Kano as well. Um, for those out there who know, um, this was supposed to be my great moment. This, this movie um, 
this live action movie was supposed to be a calling for us to finally realize if the American Hollywood film company and uh, studios can actually pull off once about it. So, you're probably wondering to yourself, Yoku, you've seen the movie, just tell us how you feel about it. Well, I'll tell you this. Honestly, the visuals, I will just say the pro of this movie. Visually wise, with the references adding to the movie that's making references from the film, um, Rupert uh, Sanders, I believe his name is, his director. Rupert Sanders, I believe the name of the director is, who is known for doing Snow White and the Huntsman, uh, did a t- tremendous job visually stunning on how this movie looks. It looks it looks unbelievably to a T of what you would expect the series to look like. The movie and the anime of what it looks like in live action. Visually-wise, it's amazing. The characters, looks, and everything... Uh, is flawless, which is more than I can say for a lot of anime films. Many anime film, American films based on anime never follow the detail of the look aesthetic. Uh, Kite uh, with Samuel Jackson to Speed Racer with Emil Hirsch in some way, shape, or form doesn't always follow the actual visual wells to the, uh, the, the original material. But unfortunately, I have to state that the story is where, unfortunately, the nosedive happens with this film. And I have to say it. For those out there who are wondering if you should see this in theaters, if you want to see the visual aspects to its highest degree in IMAX 3D, then yes, you should definitely see it. But if you're more worried about the story of connection with the references in this movie, I would have to ignore that. And that's where, unfortunately, this movie has to come to its landslide. Um, I will give this movie more credit than a lot of other films, like Speed, like Speed Racer, or Dragon Ball Evolution, or uh, Kite. This movie is the closest to what we're getting. We're, we're, it's basically saying, we're, you're close, just not there yet. And it's gotten to a point where it's here it's starting to get a little better than what usually are. But unfortunately, it still falls somewhat flat because the plot. The plot of the story is what really jumbles me. Instead of going to the same analogy and the philosophy that was in the original film's aesthetic, uh, such as the major question your existence in some ways of does a body need to be with a host, instead goes to the point of the major's past. Which, if you watch the standalone complex series, you'll understand what the story of Major's past is. It's actually referenced within both seasons of the series. Um, but when it comes to the movie, on this case of it, the story, it's like they're taking bits and pieces from both the movie and the series and trying to connect them together within uh, one story plot within the origin of the major, and that's where, unfortunately, that's where it becomes a little bit distorted for me. Um, I will give this credit more. I will give this movie more credit than any other film that has tried to be uh, true to the adaptation source material in films, from The Giver to Speed Racer to Dragon Ball Evolution. This movie is like a 50, 60 percentile chance of close to accuracy for the movie compared to. 
like the 20-30% that Speed Racer and uh, uh, Dragon Ball Evolution did. So, we're close. Hollywood's very, very close of getting it right. It's just unfortunate missed the mark when it came to that plot. Now, visual aesthetics-wise, they did everything great, amazing, and I love the look of it. They they truly wanted to make sure of it, and I understand that. And the fact of Mamoru Oshii, the director of the animated film, his involvement in or partaking during the filming process and everything was fine. Um, again, you probably already know about my feeling on the uh, the whitewashing situation. If not, definitely check out my video uh, on my YouTube channel to definitely understand that. I'll probably link in the description. Uh, if you are listening to this or on my YouTube channel, or if not anything else, you can definitely check out my YouTube channel to find out more about that video. Um, but aside from that aesthetic, it's more of a detailed situation. And I'll go more into detail about that in the next episode of the podcast. But I wanted to just give you guys a little something this week so that you can get a good taste and a good idea of what you're looking forward to when it comes to my opinion when it comes to this series of this movie doing everything by the book and uh trying to get things right on that case of it so with that being said uh this is a shorter episode uh hopefully i'll be back next week with a new episode and hopefully i'll be back with more uh a legit episode podcast i hope you guys keep watching and listening as always keep make sure you subscribe to my channel check out my links and everything else And as always, until the next episode, later days.